Have you ever wondered how do single women do it? How do they run their own businesses? And how do even business owners run their own businesses anyway and stay in cash flow? Well, then this episode is for you. You're listening to the Dynamic Women Podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I'm Diane Ralston, your host, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to Estralita Gonzalez, and she's going to tell you a little bit about herself. Estralita, welcome. Thank you, Diane. Uh, really, really happy to be here today. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I am here in Vancouver, uh, BC, and I uh, operate a, a holistic uh, skincare clinic and a wellness center. That's my sort of main uh, occupation. Um, I'm a, um, an elected trustee here with the Vancouver School Board as well, which is another hat that I that I wear. Very different skill set, but really enjoy that. And my most important job is I am a, a mom to a 17-year-old boy who's in grade 12, and I'm a single mom. So um, that's something that um, I'm always very happy to to share stories with. You know, women. I love networking with women. I belong to a few different groups, and uh, you know happy to have that discussion today hopefully too about how we can sort of work to inspire more women to own businesses and 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 for me especially single moms yes exactly and the reason why i really want to focus on this today is because if you don't see what you want to be or achieve then you have a harder time being you know in alignment with it visioning it and so for people out there that are like, but I'm not a single mom. It doesn't matter. Estralita is successful and there's lots for us to learn today. And the fact that she has been able to build not one, not two, but multiple businesses, there is no excuse really that anything can hold you back. And I want, we're going to, today, we're going to kind of dissect a little bit about how she's been able to do this, how she's been able to maybe raise capital or what she does on a daily basis to remain strong um, with whatever life throws her. And especially in the economy uh, to be able to continue to run a few businesses. And the other thing, you know, the, the other thing I also want to touch on is you are in the new book, dynamic women confidence secrets you just got your copies i know it's so exciting <laughs> it's awesome so if you're connected with <laughs> reach out to her to get a copy of hers and uh, you can get it autographed by her get a special message in there for you so reach out to her for that um but your piece in the book is called improve your confidence and increase your net worth. And so I know that there's going to be a little talk about money in the book <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, a little bit of a talk about this. Can you just give us a couple of sentences of, of how, how is money kind of played in? I know there's a special type of investing that you are um, becoming an expert at. And so share a little bit about that first. 
Well, you know, money's a fascinating subject. I mean, I've been studying it for years because I, you know, to me it's energy. And uh, I, what I found is, you know, just that a lot of people actually have hangups about money. And unfortunately, a lot of women do. Um, and a lot of it, of course, programming that we uh, most likely grew up with when, you know, in the households we grew up in. You know, mine was you have to work hard to make money. My father mm -hmm. was an entrepreneur. And, and yes. uh, that's where I really, that whole notion of being an entrepreneur um, started with him. And, and he was always working. He always, you know, did well with what he did. And he was also uh, had several different companies over the time that he was an entrepreneur. And so it, you know, I've, that, that little seed was planted there. And then as I sort of embarked, I, I was in the corporate world for many years. Um, but I, my first business was actually at 24. And then from there, I got into the corporate world. And then later, as I, um, when 9-11 happened, I lost uh, a job and I thought that was it. I'm never going to be uh, have somebody else be in control of my destiny. Um, and yeah. so that's the whole thing about entrepreneurship and creating my own. But, the, you know, getting back to what the money part was, you know, it's a, it's a relationship that I've had that's been sort of up and down. And I recognize that a lot of it had to do with the programming that I did have. And so I did a lot. I spent a lot of energy on. Uh, ways to to realize ultimately that it is an energetic um, thing and that we have to have the mindset that correlates to what it is that we feel that we can offer the mm -hmm. world and to know that really you create everything in your life um, and I've been a big believer in that uh, for the last six seven years a lot of work on I'd say the sort of spiritual side too of, of manifestation and thinking abundantly and you know the idea of this prosperity all around us and we have to tap into that that was a huge shift that I personally had to sort of get my head around and I, I that worked for me because I also worked with people you know I've worked with coaches yeah. for the last eight years um, and that you know that was the mindset came from all that coaching and all the sort of figuring out what I wanted and what I was holding valuable and then turning that into the, the sort of business that I'm, that I'm now yeah. doing which yeah, is I'm gonna pause I'm gonna pause you there so many good things listeners did you catch all of that like she's just a wealth of knowledge it just poured out of her. Oh, but sure, no, no, don't apologize because that, that's my job to, to really break it down. And so the mindset and so that idea that you had pieces of the great mindset from, from your father watching him build all these businesses and figure it out, but then also knowing that there are some maybe limiting beliefs that could come up and being able to, to overcome them. So that's one piece that I heard. The other piece is around, you didn't, once you lost your job, you did not, you didn't ever wanna put your, the fate of your financial and your career in the hands of someone else. And so that was the push to take that over. And it, that couldn't have been an easy thing to do with knowing that you still have to support a child um, and your home and everything else. Um, so a bunch of things, bunch of things there we need to unpack still. And so I would love to, to go into like, what are some of your daily rituals? So you've talked about this like mindset. What are some of the things you do on a daily basis to keep your mindset at its peak? So, you know, it's the mind, body, the, the physical connection to, to, to sort of what I think about, right, and where, where our mindset is at. So I, I daily, I make sure that I take care of my physical body by, you know, I take supplements and I get out and uh, exercise is not as mm -hmm. many options right now, but I, I tend to walk on a daily basis. I aim for my, you know, eight to 10,000 steps. Um, so taking care of my physical 
physical body helps me have also energy and it helps with clarity of mind so I take some time every day to sort of think about what it is that I'm working on say maybe the beginning of the week I mm -hmm. do I do a lot of writing writing things down I like checklists um, and then, you know, on a daily basis, I have that when I wake up, um, I always start with gratitude. You know, I wake up thinking of all the things that I'm, I'm grateful for in my life. Um, I also set an intention, like what is it, that's, what's the one thing that I want to get done today? Uh, and at the end of the day before I go to sleep, um, and I do have sort of quite a, I try to have a schedule around how and when I sleep, so I'm consistent yeah. with that. Um, that I go over my day and I think about, okay, did I, get done with that one thing because I, I also don't want to have a list of 10 things that I put pressure on myself to so I I'm really realistic and I'm also um, I'm not hard on myself like I don't want to be beating myself up if I didn't get something done yeah. I think that self-love is actually really really important and and you know I see it in my business that a lot of women leave themselves to the end uh, about taking care of themselves everybody else is more important so the self-care piece I think we have to be a little selfish about and so part of my rituals is that self-care piece of, of taking care of myself working on my mindset having healthy relationships maybe getting rid of a few that don't work anymore. I've had to call relationships in the last several years um, because I am very aware of my, I, I like to tune in to how things feel. And I really, I use my body as a way to sort of gauge is this right for me or is this not? And yeah. that's been a fairly kind of five, six years that I've really focused on that. So because of that, my intuition has also become very, a lot stronger. Um, so yeah, I just relying on our beings, right. To kind of help us and not just this, but our heart, you know, that sort of the, the full being to really help us make some critical decisions. So. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, and I see that. So there's the, the taking care of your physical body, and then taking care of that, uh, the gratitude piece to help you be in the right mindset, right, right framework almost of like setting up your day and giving yourself a little bit of um, grace at the end of the day regarding what you have put together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be our own best friend, you know, we, and uh, unfortunately, again, a lot of us like to beat each other up. And I just think if we don't love ourselves, who else, you know, is going to love us. Um, and so starting with just holding yourself sacred and, and being kind to yourself mm -hmm. and then just looking at your thoughts, like, what, what am I thinking about? You know, am I, so I think we all have judgment. I think we all have these habits of judgment and I'm no different uh, and I'm very aware of it. So I, that's one of the things that I continue to try to work on is like, why am I judging this person? Or why am I judging what that person said or did? And it's really about being kinder to not just ourselves, but to each other. Um, and yeah. I think if anything that COVID has done, it's kind of made us realize that we are all connected and that there are people who are suffering right now and we have to do our part to just, you know, we got to rise up, right? We have to sort of get our energy back up and it's hard with all this negativity around us. But I do believe there's a lot to be said about joining forces and as a people to know humanity has been through much worse my mom talks about it she says you haven't been through a war, a war like i have mm. uh, and she's absolutely right um, we will get through this but we have to be kind to each other like dr bonnie henry says yeah exactly i love how you said the piece around like self-care and of hol holding yourself to a higher standard and thinking of yourself as sacred mm. uh, with the number one belief of i'm not enough how do you help yourself to feel that you're enough or feel sacred? Or how would you suggest other people feel sacred? Like, how, how do you do that? 
if you're feeling really down on yourself and like you're like you're worthless or like you just can't do things right. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to mindset. Uh, you know, the the idea is, and we the book, the confidence book, is all about that stepping into your fear. What's hold? What is it there? What's the little nugget there that's making you feel that? Where is that coming from? So, I, all of us have to sort of digest and, and kind of take apart those pieces that are uh, anal, you know analyze. Maybe some professional help to really understand what it is that's making you feel so you know, uh, like you're just not loving yourself the way that we all need to. It takes work. Um, We all have to do the work. Yes. Well, as a coach, I obviously agree with you. (laughs) But Les Brown says, you know, you can't see the frame when you're in the picture. And um, or sorry, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. And so that idea of when you're when you're in it, you do need that outside perspective, that outside support to be able to move through it. So I love hearing that you have really put a focus on that. Now let's let's switch to your businesses, uh, many businesses. <laughs> um, what would you say is the hardest thing about starting and growing a business? Because you've done this multiple times over. You've been part of seven different startups. And so you're kind of an expert at this. What would you say? Hardest well, thing? Uh, the hardest thing, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, cash flow is probably the most important thing that people struggle with, um, you know, when they're starting a business. And and I was, you know, no different. Uh, I was also, I end my business was, um, the industry was new for me. So there was a steep learning curve mm-hmm. as well. And there's finally that, you know, along the, some point, there's that tipping point. And if you can get through that tipping point, then you know that you can kind of, you know, sort of make it. But for well, a lot of people, tipping point? Getting... I'm going to stop you there. What's the tipping point? Because that's maybe some verbiage that people haven't heard before. Um, or understand, well, how do I know when I'm there? Because I keep feeling like I'm just just almost there, but it's not going. And I don't want to, that whole idea of giving up when you're just about to get there, stopping right before the finish line, right? The three feet right. before, of, before gold sort of idea. So what for, is that for me, it was am I doing the right thing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? I struggled with that for the first few years. I really wanted to to work. Um, but there was a lot of things that I had to learn. And, and just the, the the difference between running a small business, which is what I have, versus being part of a big corporate entity, it's a very different animal. And it wasn't until I went through, you know, the probably the third coaching program that I worked through, that I realized, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and that was the tipping point. Once I realized that everything that I was doing was based on my values, the things that I held um, valuable to me, and that I realized that there was actually a benefit to other people with what I was doing. Then for me, it became, it was like this holistic mm. 360 thing came into, um, into place for me that I knew I was on the right track. And then from there, just th- things started to fall into place. It was yeah. very interesting. Yeah. And that, am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? That question can be really heavy for people and, and not tangible in how you come about the answer to that, right? Until you're like, well, I'm making oodles of money and I'm helping people. And so that's great. But I'm glad that you brought it back to the values and being in alignment with your values. I had to leave a previous career um, that it was using all of my skills and I was, and I was having great impact, but there was something about it that made me at the end of the day, come home and feel exhausted. Yeah. So that is a key, um, 
effect of not being in alignment with your values, you're tired because it takes energy to live outside of your values. And it wasn't that I was dishonoring the values, the company was. Right. So what, what would you say are a couple of your values that, that you, when you're in alignment with them, you're just full of energy and life is good and business is good. Well, my number one value is health and well-being, you know, so which is why I put a lot of energy into taking care of myself. And then with my business, we're all about health and well-being. Um, also, freedom is really important to me. Um, and so when I uh, became a mom, I, you know, which is my son is now 17, and uh, I actually had met his father at, at, at a course of how to be a contractor when I was laid off. And then I took this course and that's where I met his dad. And then unfortunately we split up and, and my son was 10 months old. And so here I am single wow. parent. I mean, his dad's been in, luckily been in the picture as a co-parent, but 80% of the effort has been with myself, which was, I was happy to do. I really wanted a child and yeah. I was happy to, to be a mom, but I also didn't want to be uh, working at a job and I'd already decided I didn't want that. And so that the freedom of being able to have a schedule that allowed me to be a parent to go to his school and volunteer and to be to pack meetings. That was also really important for me. So freedom was important, you know, have my, my wellness and being in that uh, for myself as well as now in my business. Um, those are probably the two biggest drivers, you know, for wanting to have my own businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the lifestyle that you want, and so, so many people and listeners, you, if you have not sat down and asked, what type of life do I want to live? What is an ideal day? That is a great place to start. Cause the hardest question that I found that people need to answer is what do I want? That seems yes. so big, but if you say, what's my ideal day and what's my ideal life that like without restrictions, that's going to start giving you clarity. And so that's Absolutely. what I'm hearing that you did was got real crystal clear about what that looks like so that then you can start to make the decisions of how you get there. Now, in a few questions, listeners, I'm going to give you a heads up. We're going to talk about Oprah and how they called, <laughs> how the show called Estralita. We're going to get to that. So that's, that's coming up in these questions here. But before we get there, um, you know, it wasn't all happiness and rainbows and kittens and beautiful things and cash flow and all this what were some of the the hurdles you had to overcome and were there any bad habits that kind of aided in these bad obstacles coming your way well i mean honestly other than the, the role of a parent which is a difficult job um you know the the struggles of those first 5 years as a business owner uh, there's there were many sleepless nights uh, for sure cuz you obviously you have employees and you have a landlord um, and so, you know, I, there's a lot to contend with. You have a lot of an immense amount of responsibility. Um, so, but, you know, again, I just, I think you're, you try a lot of things. And so I could have been guilty a little bit of that. I was, I could, I was a much worse procrastinator than I think I am today. I've, I've learned mm -hmm. a lot about trying to do things and do them, you know, now. Uh, you know, paying attention, having systems that uh, also has, you know, implementing systems and actually hiring an assistant, which I did a number now, I guess about four years ago now, I really, I recognized what I was good at and what I didn't, wasn't good at. And then I got 
delegated the stuff that I just didn't want to be spending my time on because um, I really enjoyed like the marketing. That's really part of my background is, is, is a traditional marketer. And that's where I know my strength is. And it's not a strength in most people in my business. Most spa owners are not marketers. Uh, most of them are really good estheticians. I'm not an esthetician. I never was. I just love the technology that I use in my clinic. That's what got me into the industry. Um, and so, you know, bad habits. Yeah. Procrastination, you know, not delegating enough. Um, and I think just the systemization of my business that slowly has taken over. And actually now I have an amazing bookkeeper that's also helped me tremendously. <laughs> um, and, and actually, you know, I was late in some of my filings and uh, that sort of thing. And now I feel so in control. It's wonderful. Everything is just tickety boo. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sense of accomplishment to get to that point of having things that are kind of now working on their own. I've set things up and that's kind of now where I'm at in my business. I actually want to sell my business in the next couple of years. And mm-hmm. I know that you know there's some things to still kind of work on but it's having a system having it kind of now it's like built it's got eight almost nine years now we've been in business and it's just a huge sense of accomplishment because I created it everything I do today I created that and that's hugely powerful well the the key thing that that you're an example of is you can't sell a business that you haven't properly scaled you can't like get the right right number for it and you can't sell something that doesn't have an operations manual and doesn't have systems and doesn't have processes because really what are they buying they're buying your lease yeah they're buying (laughs) they're buying the introduction to the staff and what they're they're buying um your client list and maybe your machines in your spot like you have to have all these things dialed in and you said one word control you feel so in control now but what maybe some listeners are feeling like yeah but if I pass off work and delegate it to others I'll be out of control if I have systems and processes then uh, I'll be controlled by them right Mm -hmm. and so it's a mind shift again that actually putting systems and processes into place properly training your staff and knowing what is going to happen and delegating to others who are probably more capable than I'll say I am rather than tell you that you're not capable. Um, This is what gives you control. And what I'm hearing also is a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. Oh, I sleep so much better (laughs) these (laughs) days. Um, No, absolutely. I think for a lot of business owners, it's hard to give up that control, but I'm telling you, it's, there's no sense in you doing things. Like if you're not a bookkeeper and you're like the business owner and you're spending your time doing bookkeeping, why, when you can hire somebody that's, you know, whatever it is you want to make, there's a formula for that, right? So if you're want to making 120,000 a year, you know, you shouldn't be doing anything that's less than that per hour. So a bookkeeper is going to be, you know, what, $40 an hour, $50, anything under 120, you should not be doing. Um, And because it should, your time should be designated to what you do really well. And everyone doing their part with the wheel moving forward, that's how things get done. And that's how you grow your business. Boom, mic drop, we could stop right there. That is really the recipe for success in a business. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I dropped the, the O name, Oprah. So Oprah called you. What, what was that about? Her show called you. Yeah, they did. Um, it was, well, it was when I was with my son's father. So there was a movie that came out with um, Meryl Streep and Uma Thurman. I forget the name of it, actually, but it was about a woman who dated a younger man. Um, and so Oprah was doing a show about that based on that movie. And uh, my son's father is 
nine years younger than me. And so um, there was a documentary um, that a local filmmaker did that I was part of with my son. And my son was only like, he was little, he was like eight months old and my son's dad. And um, I guess the Oprah people saw that that documentary and they called me and, and asked me if we wanted to be part of the show. Um, unfortunately, my son, my son's dad and I had just, just broken up <laughs> the month before. And oh. so it, it wasn't meant to be. Um, but you know, I can say to this day that, that that I once had a call from the Oprah Winfrey show. So somewhere out that that documentary is still out somewhere. Actually, I've got a like an old VHS tape of it somewhere. Oh, but, yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. And and so that actually shows too that you never know where an opportunity can come from. Oh yes, you don't. And it's only <laughs> it's only when you say yes to opportunities. And so you said yes to being in this film. Mm -hmm. And that also probably meant you said yes to being a bit vulnerable to talk about your story and how you got together and maybe feelings up about being the older woman. My husband is younger than me as well. He's four years younger. But the thing is, he could be nine years younger because he's got a baby face <laughs> and I've got strong features. And so, yeah, some people have asked if he's my son before. Which oh is no! Ridiculous, but there you yeah. go. So now everybody's going to Google like Diana and her husband. But anyway, but yeah, you've been you've been open to opportunities, and so do you find that you say yes to opportunities that present themselves? Absolutely, you have to. I mean, again, this to me, this is all marketing. You know, any exposure is good exposure, um, and I'm always looking for ideas on this, and that's that's part of being uh, an entrepreneur too. I think is that you have to be creative. You have to step out of the the comfort zone and do things you know one of my biggest things um and i talk a little bit about it in the book but you know is that lack of confidence in speaking uh you know i'm a writer that's what i, I love to do i love to sit down and write this is my third book project and i, I do my blog on my business and but the idea of speaking terrified me and then it it, it shifted a bit for me back in 2016 uh when i started i developed a workshop but it really shifted when I became a politician, um, because when you're a politician, you have to speak in front of groups of people. And I was yeah. terrible. But I, I had somebody, one of our volunteers came to me after one of our uh, fundraisers and said, I have to say your speaking has improved so much. I'm like, well, thank wow. you. I've worked on that because I just, I was not comfortable. Like I would just freeze right up. So that's yeah. one of the biggest fears that people have in this world. The only way that you're going to deal with that fear is stepping into it and actually doing it. And so and I'm, I don't say that I'm a terrific speaker today, but I'm certainly a lot more comfortable than I was yeah. five years ago. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought the piece up around the the public speaking around how you can be fearful of it, but you do it anyway in order right. to get better. Now, another thing that people are feel fearful of is money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And exactly. so why are you passionate about building wealth? Well, you know, I'm also at an age where I'm starting to think about what the future is going to look like. I don't, I mean, I love to work. I've always been somebody that loves to work. Um, however, there's a lot of things that I still want to do. Travel is one of them. Um, you know, having a child has not necessarily allowed for a lot of the travel that I used to do before I had him. And so I look forward to that kind of opportunity again to travel. I do want to do uh, retreats. It's kind of once I saw my business, the thing that I really love to do is to travel, to write and to do retreats. 
And so there's a lifestyle that goes with that. It's, it's, you know, the digital nomad kind of lifestyle. That's what I'm looking to set myself up for. Um, and so I've been studying digital marketing for the last few years. And in that, um, you know, the, there's just this whole new world of what's emerging of what's possible online. And in that, in studying money, and then obviously the, I'm a big believer in diversity, so real estate, you know, um, yep. holding silver, gold, having your RSP and your TFSA and all, having thing, little pots of money growing for you. But in the last couple of years, there's been this huge movement in what's going on with the cryptocurrency world. And that has had its growing pains, there's no doubt. But I, I also look at it kind of as the hockey stick phenomenon where we're just starting to bend the the, the at the, the bottom of the hockey stick yeah. and it's starting to go up because people are realizing because of AI technology in particular the ability for for um, from a trading standpoint with crypto is huge people mm -hmm. don't realize for instance foreign exchange forex it trades over five trillion dollars a day that's more than the stock market that's just forex and it's forex is on the same premise as working with trading technology so the same idea of trading technology is now also in crypto and i just see this this is a, a reality that is now um here to stay yeah. and there has been a tipping point here as well because you're seeing the traditional investors now getting into crypto so i'm fascinated by that world when i hear all the things you do like Australia, <laughs> you've got all these businesses. And this is probably what people think when they look at my life too, <laughs> because I've heard it quite often. So you not only run all these businesses, but continue to kind of put yourself into great opportunities, be involved in startups. Um, you're a politician and you're raising your son, co-parenting, but still you take 80% of the load. And now you're also becoming an expert on cryptocurrency. Like, Seriously, how do you do it all? And how have you become knowledgeable about this kind of new financial area? So it's it's the evolution of life. Um, it's recognizing, you know, what what makes you tick as a person. And for me, it's it's I, I just love to learn new things. I love variety. I get bored easily. It's doing the same thing every day, which is bore me. Yeah. Um, and I just, you're also at this transition point, right? Where you've got this established business, but you're thinking about selling it. What am I going to do next? So you've got to sort of plant those seeds as you decide mm -hmm. to sort of go yeah. into that next phase. So that's where I feel like I'm in. So I'm, yes, I'm doing all these different things, but again, I have a good team at my business. You know, I have my trustee work, which I love, and it's a different skill set that I use, but now I'm setting myself up for the next chapter. And so it's taking time to read, you know, it's taking time to get online and watch videos and being parts of groups uh, where there's knowledge being uh, exchanged through online these days through Zoom and through YouTube videos. So we are, it's the, I, it's the time of information, almost overload, yes. but you can learn anything about anything today yes. very easily from the comfort of your bedroom or your, or your living room. So it's just look at yourself, what gets you excited and open your mind to possibilities, right? Be open to things. Because there's a new world that's emerging, whether we like it or not, things are changing. So yeah, it's time to, uh, if you want, I mean, it's all your choice, you know, but step into it. It's there for the taking. Yeah. So really, you're you're doing some kind of future, future planning, future cash planning about where your your wealth is coming from. And I love that you've put it into a diverse a whole bunch of different areas in order. And I'm not talking about just diversifying your stock portfolio or anything like that, but you actually have it in different types so that you can capitalize on whichever market is doing well at the moment 
and you're going to set yourself up for success. It's awesome. So good. And you know what, when I think of that question of how do you do it all? How do you have the time? I also as a juxtaposition, you know, I'm in a Facebook group and someone says, what are some good Netflix series to watch right now? I've liked this, 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 and this. And then you've got people like you need to watch these and they like list seven or 10 different ones. And while they're being very helpful, it also shows me that um, there are some people that don't watch any TV. And so what are they doing with their time? And if you, and so listeners, this is like full disclosure, I watch TV. I enjoy certain things, but I PVR it so I can fast forward through quickly if there's something, but where we spend our time is our choice. And it sounds like you are choosing to enrich your life, bring yourself knowledge, educate yourself in your quote unquote spare time, free time in order to jump into the next venture. So it is doable. It is doable, right? If you're able to make it happen, then then anyone can find that half hour, hour a day in order to start doing that. Well, it's a choice, definitely. But the other thing is I'm not in a relationship. So I think about like, I mean, as much as I would like to be, and that will come when the time is right too. But the last five years have been an incredibly creative time for me. You know, the books that I've been involved with my workshop, the political stuff, you know, a lot of that I think I was able to do because I was just, it was me and my son. And now that he's older, um, you know, I don't, he's much more independent. And then I was chatting with somebody recently, there's no way that I could do even this political job when he was three or four, because of childcare and things like that, right? So everything has its time. Um, But yeah, absolutely, we make choices every day. And I think you have to be honest with yourself, is this serving me or not? Hey, I watch, you know, I don't have cable anymore, but I do have uh, my a family here who was staying with us has Netflix. So we watch something on there um, once in a while, but I, I don't want to get HBO because I just be on it all the time. Like I just, I know that it's a distraction, but I, I'm actually, I've, I've been reading a lot more lately too, which I really mm-hmm. love. And, and I was kind of a little disconnected from the amount of reading that I'm doing now compared to before, but I just love reading. And I, I uh, recognize that I, I, I love history, um, you know, and so these things that maybe um, are a bit of a luxury to learn things, I just find it it's just what gets me excited and it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a choice about where we spend our time. And I think it needs to be a conscious choice. So often I, I, my husband and I are hanging out, we're watching some Netflix or something. And then it's like, we just watched three episodes. (laughs) And I probably, that's not really, that's like three, that's nothing. I've watched a whole series or something. We're like, we just watched three episodes and each one was about 45 minutes long. And now we look and now like the dishes still need to be done or whatever. Right. And now we're, we're sacrificing our sleep. And so if I, if I, I would never have consciously sat down on the couch and said, I am going to watch three episodes right now. Right. It's and, like that bag of chips that you just keep eating. Yes, <laughs> it's <yes>. right there. <laughs> so I guess just what I'm sharing here is I'm hearing about a little bit of, excuse me, portion control. Self-discipline. And discipline in, in where we spend our time and energy. Well, let's, let's pull it together with this one final question um, what does your next chapter look like? I know you mentioned selling the business, but like, what's, what's the dream? Let's Ooh. go there. I don't think we dream enough. I agree. Uh, 
Yeah, it's not something yeah. just for kids. I think as adults, we, we've lost that connection to dreaming. And I dream all the time, actually, every day, that's, you know, part of my ritual is to think about what it is the life that I want. And, you know, I love the sun. Uh, and I miss it this time of year. I love Vancouver, especially in the summer. But you know, the dream is um, a place maybe in Europe, I have a European passport. And so I'm hoping to maybe settle there part time at some point, maybe my nice. in Spain or Portugal or Italy. I love Italy. It's like always calling me. Um, I love Italian food, Italian men. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Ooh, okay. Um, that's, yeah. So I mean, and because my first career was in the hotel industry. Um, you know, there's that idea that maybe it's getting into something that kind of like a small inn where I can have retreats and, uh, you know, I know how to run a spa. Um, so that's kind of there too. But then I also fantasize about going on a cruise ship for six months, writing my next big book yeah. and um, just seeing the world, you know, and, and around the world trip. So definitely travel, definitely sun. Uh, I definitely want to live somewhere part-time uh, six months out of the year or five months yeah. out of the year, somewhere yeah. warm. And then um, see where it goes from there. And hopefully a man in the picture somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Sounds like such a full life. And, and you've already have a full life, but that dream just sounds so vivid when you explain it. I love it. Well, listeners, what do you think? Estralita, is she a powerhouse or what? She's got so much going on that is totally in alignment with her. And so as you heard, you know, she's passionate about all these different aspects and she makes time for them. She works on her mindset so that she can stay at that high level. She calls the people around her, right? Just taking, really taking ownership of her time and her energy and surrounding herself with the right people, the right opportunities, and always making sure to honor her values. So lots to take away today, Estrelia. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, good. it has been. So if you want to connect with Estrelia, in the show notes, there's more information about her with, with her links or website. So go check her out. Go, you know, link up with her. And hey, if you are in town, if you're in Vancouver or ever stopping by, you need to visit her, um, her clinic. And so just drop the name here for us, Estrelia. Uh, Dermabright Clinic, dermabrightclinic.com. Uh, it's on the west side of Vancouver, uh, 16th and McDonald. So yes, please do. We specialize in acne and anti-aging and body programs. Yeah. And if you're online and you want to pick up some beautiful skincare products, where do they go for that? Escalita? Yeah, I have an online store. It's called myskinsalon.com. And uh, all the lines that we have in our clinic, we have there uh, as well as the books, actually. I've just posted our book on there this week. Yay. So you can buy the book there too. So Yay. yeah, myskinsalon.com. Sorry, say yes. what? Uh, myskinsalon.com. There you go. So you're covered listeners. You got a way to contact her and a way to take care of your skin and that self-care piece, right? Put yourself at the top of your priority. And when you you look good, you feel good. And Absolutely. that all comes into business success. So congratulations again on all the success that you have had and how you've been able to overcome your obstacles. And listeners, you know you like this episode. So make sure you give it us a great review and share with someone who you feel maybe needs to hear this. Either they're on a good path and they need to just muster up the energy to keep going, or maybe they've got some excuses about why they can't succeed and they need a good inspirational story. Please share with them. And know that uh, I love going live and connecting with my women in the Dynamic Women Global Club. And we have a community online on Facebook. So please jump in there and connect with wonderful dynamic women like Estralita. Okay, we'll see you next week. And until then, stay dynamic. Bye.
thank you Dynamic Women for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.